That's how old I am. I think it's 63. Wait a minute. Might be 62. Oh, crap. Hey. <laughs> it's Corona Sphere 63. Oh, wow. Woo. Once again, we are doing another special thing. And uh, you know who I'm talking to right here? The man himself, North Carolina's own, Mr. Mark Harmon. Oh, gosh. And hey. I'm talking to Mr. Bruce Spencer. Let, let's Cheers. go ahead. Let's get a toast to start this thing. Here we are. Woo. Oh, you oh man, you got the Guinness happening. Well, I know. I, I was gonna I was gonna uh Amazon you I was gonna say, day. why didn't you ship me any? <laughs> Lift separate. Oh man, ship. that looks great. <laughs> Lift separate and sip, son. <laughs> All right, I'm having my coffee. Mm. Oh man, it's so good to see you, brother. Yeah. No, it really is. It's it's really good to see you. How's the weather out there? Um, it's different. You know, it's definitely different from California. You know, I know you guys are in a drought now. You know, and it's like. I talked to my daughter and my son. They're like, yeah, it's hot, you know, all this stuff. And man, we get thunderstorms, which I absolutely dig, man. I, let me tell you, man, there is nothing like a great thunderstorm. I just love them. I, I really do. I mean, there's, there's just something spiritual about it. You know, it's like God just coming down, you know, and I don't know, man, talking to you, you know, it's that part's cool. Now, I will say that I do miss California, and I miss all my friends, and I, I especially miss you, and I miss Mike, I miss Chris. I, I, you know, it, it's, it's a weird experience, you know? You know, I've been here for a year now. Well, this has kind of been the, the year that wasn't, you know, so. It is, and, you know. It, it really hasn't set in you being missing because kind of you know the world oh, i know well, the world's been missing yeah right? we're just we're just getting around to kind of you know getting into getting back into the flow of things yeah which which is a good um good time to note what uh what we've been doing kind of what we were doing before you know i guess maybe end of 2018 into 2019 yeah we we created Metzl Music Limited. Yep. Um, and we basically created a label idea to uh, to have our art and, and we kind of were ambitious thinking we were going to have a bunch of things done essentially by the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. Well, but things got weird, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything- You know what weird. I mean? It's like, I mean, we had to move a whole studio. Yeah. Right? Because we had Harm Farm West then we went to Bruce Spencer, La Onion. La Onion, yeah. You know, we had to move it all there. That now, now we're Harm Farm East. Now I'm I'm a little Harm Farm East. <laughs> little, little, little Harm Farm. It's East. a little Harm Farm. It's not the big Harm Farm that we had before. <laughs> well, well, so and I guess a lot of people um, they they haven't caught up with what we're doing with Alloy Field. Um, we we created a thing. Yep. To, just create a new band project for ourselves just for fun 
but yeah but it was more but it turned out to be more fun it turned out to be more serious yeah more work than fun <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's become a thing that we can now we have our first thing in oh anything i can do for you chris chris harrelson's in the studio today come on mr chris harrelson um but yeah so we have that sitting there we so if you get a chance go to go to metal music um ltd and check that out if you haven't seen it um yeah the whole alloy field record yeah. is on there and we have uh, more. You've got to check it out, guys. I mean, if you yeah. haven't listened to it, man, you got to really dig it because Bruce's voice, man, is just unbelievable on this record. And, you know, the lyrics, the songs, I mean, everything is just it's outrageous, man. I mean, that we even came up with this, you know? And it, it's it's a lot of, it's a dense thought, you know, it's some dense thought. I Well, I, it is, it is. I'm looking forward to... Um, like what we did was we created a, probably another, we have maybe another 20 tracks that we have in the can. Oh, gosh, I third. think more than that. <laughs> yeah. so the idea is to put those in a third installment and, and work on a second installment now. And, in, in right. you know, um, so we have a bunch of stuff that we, we have going for that. Um, we have in the, on the move. So, and then, then we, we tossed Christopher in the weeds. I'm just kind of covering the label business. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was, it's a place for the new 77s, which is, you know, we're still trying to get done. And, and the, uh, which means I have to head out to California at some point. soon. Well, I know. Well, I mean, right. Which is going to be fun when we beg you <laughs> to do a live concert, we'll do some things, but then, uh, then what we, what we got going was the Chronosphere stuff. So that created the the place where we're going to have the hymn show stuff, which is, right. just, which know, is going to be coming out soon. Um, and then out of nowhere came Vector. Wow. And let me tell you guys, Oh, yeah. just let me say, I'll just say this. Okay. You know, I go way back. Okay. I've been a huge Vector fan for years because I've always liked the way that Bruce and Steve and Jimmy worked together. You know, I, I, I always dug that, you know, it was like, there was something in that, that, yeah, I know I'm a bass player, you know, and, and, and I'm a guitar player and all that stuff, but, you know, I'll tell you, man, you got to check out the three new videos on Mezzo, man. I, I'm telling you, man, it, it's, um, they're impressive. I mean, they sound really good, and I'm I'm really happy, and I am the executive producer on this. Well, yeah, but well, great. yeah, it's great I, I'm know. just I'm just throwing that in there because I can. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> but yeah, but no, seriously, I mean, you know, we started these at Harm Farm West. Yes. You know, Jimmy and 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 Steve came down. We recorded a ton of tracks. Um, I even played some guitar on stuff, which may or may not make it to the record. Who knows? Yeah, I think and I that's okay. I left, huh? most of it on the cu- I left most of it on the cutting room floor. I'm sure Bruce probably. I'm, I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't well, matter. Like, well, like all our projects, we end up with quite a few things that are. Exactly. Know, we, we always exactly. kind of record about three times of what we end up keeping. Exactly. Well, that's nothing show. new for us. <laughs> but. I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you, man, Steve's voice has never sounded so great. I mean that. And Bruce, your drumming on this is just incredible, you know. And Jimmy's guitar work on it is just, 
I don't know, man. They're, 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 it, well, it's 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 um it's pretty grindy, man. It's it's it's, it's not, pretty it's, grindy. It's, yeah, it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense, but in a really cool way. You know, it's, it's not it's, like over the top or anything. You know, um, no, I dig it, man. Cool. I've been watching the videos because I I kind of manage the web, you know, the Metso website, and I was I was embedding all the videos, you know, and watching them, you know. I was like, wow, man, this is really cool. You know, dang, man, after all these years, it's still cool, you know? I love that. I mean, I really do, you know? Steve's story is so great because we just pulled him out of, right, you know, really really retirement, you know, to do this thing. (laughs) And now he's spurred on, we're going to do more. I mean, we we had a a nice talk on the last show here. Right, right. That was cool. So that's kind of that's the business of the moment, getting that thing out, um, and kind of getting the web page up to speed to have like pre-order ability on the him show yes. and just kind of get. In fact, back. in fact, the whole pre-order thing right now. Just so you know, out. it's all there. Oh, cool! cool. So you can pre-order the seat. So the deal is going to be, you know, there's going to be a physical CD once enough orders come up, right? Okay. So. People can down or they can order the CD, but they'll get a free digital download as well okay. off of the website. Okay. So that's the deal that we're going for, you know, because so that's kind of the plan with kind of everything we're doing, right? I mean, it's essentially absolutely. Um, well, we got to have some fan support to get the CD made, right? I mean, because it's not cheap, you know. So yeah, I mean, or once again, what what we kind of were doing got interrupted by all the pandemic stuff, and then kind of fate took a hold and and uh mark got an opportunity and things happened the way they did uh we got family back east you know mark ends up moving so our whole thing kind yeah. of suspended. <laughs> it's floating in air and now it's finally starting to touch down and we're we're you know no, we're landing we're, we're finally putting it together you know we're putting it together and and i you know the mezzo site we got a bunch of stuff on there you know you gotta you gotta go to the store man and check out you can preview a lot of the music that's on there, you know, and uh, yeah, and it'll 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 really get tuned up. Like over the next over the next month, man, it's going to get yeah. We're going to have this new product. Oh, absolutely. So you know, as you mentioned, the Hem Show Project, the Corona's yeah. Hem yeah. Show Project, which is you, me, and Mike. Um, it's, it's sounding really great for us. I'm really happy with the mixes, man. I'll tell you, I'm really digging it. So yeah, it's fun. I'm asking Mike to kind of do a little bit of stuff. What what, what a crazy thing <laughs> to have vector tracks on one end and the and the hymn show things on the other. It's like you know, it's bizarre, man. It's totally bizarre. It's different. Completely different animals, man. <laughs> now speaking of other animals, you you were you were kind of embarking on this thing you were calling fuzzle, which is you playing around and doing some. You know, you're such a prolific kind of one man creative and uh you've you've tossed some things over the airwaves that now we've been able to i have out. now if you go to the store you'll see fuzzle bid okay right on now you can you can listen to the track and and, and kind of interpret what you want out of it but you know i'm just kind of doing current commentary so the new so the new nothing new nothing more than that but that's a new, so that's a new outlet that that we can look forward yeah, to more with. Yeah. 
And I've also been working with these guys, man, these brothers here in North Carolina, man. It's really weird. They've got some development contract with Sony or Universal, one of the two, right? And it's like I've had to sign a non-disclosure, you know. Oh, yeah. And and Bruce, 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 you know this track, dude. You have been down this road so many times. I have, too. And, you know... And it's like, so you go record, right? And you're like, wow, man, this sounds really cool. It's it's like a mix between between um, Peter Gabriel and Mother's Finest. It's cool, man. It's very cool. I will say that. Well, but it, but I had well, I had to bring out my funk sticks for this one. Right, right on. You know, a little more funk, a little more funk. You're looking a little bit. You're looking a little bit like the the well, the, the, funky, <laughs> the funky East Coast harmon. I must say that you're gone is the big flowing mane and the line. I know. You know, it's you. weird. You know, it's like when you get, so. I live. So I live. Hey man, I'm wearing my beanie because you're wearing one. You know that. I know that. That that's the only reason we do that. But no, I just you know, it's weird. You know, we live like a half a mile from the beach, right? Oh man. And it's a totally different environment. You know, it's like hot, humid, thunderstorms, waves, you know, I mean, but it's flat. It's not like the West Coast, you know, where you got cliffs and cold water and, you know, all this stuff. It's it's a totally different aspect of life. You know, it, it's really interesting. You know, it's well, it's really- we, we, I'm definitely planning some kind of trip. Out you there. better. I know I'll be touring. That. <laughs> I, I know I have like dates back east with Jackie. Okay. In October. So well, now I think, are you going to be in Raleigh? Well, I'm looking at trying to trying to tag something on. I was going to say, man, if you're near Raleigh, my yeah. uh, nephew can bring you down. Well, it might be the end of October. I just might uh, reroute my trip home from back east from the northeast. Well, because what I want to do, what I want to do. Sorry, but what I want to do is have you come out here and we just sit on the beach and write another hundred songs. In fact, that would be a great idea. <laughs> and, I, and I want to swing through Jimmy's place too because I really want to go and visit all that. I mean, that'd yeah. be great. That'd be a great trip to go out and um, document, you know, and grab you. How how far? How many miles are you proper? Right I'm now? a good few hours away. I mean, I'm, I'm I would probably need to fly there. Because it's yeah. a long drive. I yeah. mean, I, I am like, I'll tell you what, look at Wilmington, North Carolina on a map. Well, I'll tell you right now. Hold on. Hold on one second. I'm analytical. Hey, I can't help. Hey, we are doing a show. And I just want I to know say, that. I want to say to all the people that are taking the time to look at this and in our little, this has been the departure month because Mike's been out of town and uh it's mike, nine and a half hours from here. Oh, oh that's nothing you know right now mike, mike, <laughs> mike was back east i'm in nashville and i think he his wife got a cold or something i think they he got caught something yeah so, in fact i talked to i talked to mike right before we got on here okay he's sick you know he's okay. he definitely got a cold i can tell can't hear yeah, so we so i think we were planning on do, going back to the show and and performing this week but so we went ahead and decided we'd, we'd run one more. And so we expect them to be back in full next week. Oh yeah. Totally. Um, but, uh, 
let's see um oh well okay well so we're yeah we're gonna we're gonna look forward to this this autumn try to try to make an effort to get well we've got so many projects coming out man i mean it's like you got the whole vector record coming out which is incredible um and being the executive producer i've been able to hear some tracks you know i i mean you know you got to do something you have access well no i mean you know what i mean it's like if, if you call me executive producer then i don't know i hope it means something but anyway, no, the record sounds great, man. You guys have just done a great job on that. Um, you so know, we've got that. We, we have the whole Chronosphere hymn show thing coming out, which is just bitching. Um, it's totally different, but it's cool. That's, that's, and that's a, you might want to reserve that kind of glowing praise for the vector thing and something a little more, you know, a little more traditional as far as praise for the, the well uh, it, it's uh, traditional the, it's traditional yeah for the hymn show so okay so uh, <laughs> without doubling back so we're, we're already covered on the on the label thing it's a place to go to check things out uh we're going to try to get together in the in the um this autumn and see yeah if we can yeah. make a little a little a little well uh, we've got so many tracks in the can for 77s right now Man, it'd be it'd be so fun if we could drag Christopher Harrelson and just all be on the beach in North Carolina and, and that's and right a live recording of a bunch of Christopher in the weeds. You better it. believe it. Wouldn't that be a gas? North Kakalaki. So, <laughs> so no, um, that would that would be great. I mean, seriously, it's like I mean, I think the thing that amazes me still, I've been listening to some of the kind of the bear tracks, you know. Of the set, you know, the stuff we did at Harm Farm West, you know, um, with Mike and you and I, and I mean, they're, they're, man, there's some great stuff. Yeah, and we've just got to finish it up. Yeah, there, there, there is, there's literally twenty, oh god, very good tracks in the can for the for the next seventy sevens record. That and then Alloy Field. Oh yeah, you and I have got, you know, oh my gosh, yeah. I, I mean, well. You and I are prolific in the sense of we like to write songs. So. Well, yeah, prolific in the sense of we don't know what to do with ourselves, but sit there and record songs. And Bruce, and I'll tell you this. You know, the one thing I've been doing lately, which I really never did that much. I mean, I did, but not a lot, you know. I've been writing a lot of lyrics, man. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know if I'm any good, but, you know, just, you know. Well, I always right. send them to you and Mike and go, parse it out man see what you know boil it down and see you know i i think you'll get the idea of what i'm going for you know well bro everybody everybody loves you and um misses you and um definitely think i i, I think about you all the time when i'm um in my playlist that stuff from um the straw man record comes up and and people do ask us what it, it do you have any contact um, on a regular basis at all with uh, with your brother and I, I definitely and I, so I definitely have contact with my brother. I think Dave and I are we we've been sending some stuff back and forth. You never know what will come up. Dave is man. I mean, Dave just comes up with oh yeah, man, just great guitar stuff. Yeah, man. I would love to be uh, uh, well, talking about another Stormy <laughs> record. I mean, you know, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, man. The last one, you know. 
this is music archaeology around here, dude. We're, I know, I know. We're willing to but, dig up any bones and 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 create a new. But I'll tell you, man. The, the, you know, the last Strawman record, I you know, I hadn't listened to it in a while, and I'm list. I, I listened to it like a, it was probably like a month ago or whatever, and I'm just like, wow, man, that was really cool. You know, I mean, it was it was, and Bill, man, just so wrote. I don't know, man. He, he just yeah he captured awesome. a moment. Now it was painful, you know. Obviously, I mean, look at the lyrics, you know. Uh, you know, but it was beautiful, you know. And and the fact that it was you, me, Mike, Bill, and Dave, you know. I mean, it was. And then we performed that live. Yeah, yeah. That's that. Where was that? there's something up in? Well, uh, we have Oregon. a thing in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Which we've got to get out at some point because it's really good. We should try to dig that up and have trusty Chris Harrelson tighten that up for us and and put that, um, at least put it on the side. There's like like multiple camera views and, you know, just all this stuff. It's it's like, I wouldn't even know how to compile it, you know, to be honest. But that's what we're doing, man. Chris, Chris over here going. Yeah, I can do it. Lighten <laughs> off more than I can chew, as usual. Yeah, Chris, Chris, did you bring the kazoos? I got one of them. Where's the other one? Uh, oh, I've got the. Do you, do you not want to have? Uh, you, not, you don't want to have equal kazoo time. We might. We might have to do that on the on the on, on, our on another segment. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is so casual, man. I mean, you know, this thing is this. Well, this, this is. Been, I mean, you know what it is, oh. Bruce? This is like you and I in the studio. Yeah. Right. Well, we just, you know, we seriously, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's we get like, started with a session and we end up talking the whole time. I know. It's except like, that, <laughs> except in this case, you're both in the studio and not just Bruce and you disappearing for hours on end. No, it's cool, man. It, it, I tell you, man, I really I miss. I miss. I think that's been the hardest thing for me. You know, it's like, you know, Bruce, you and I spent years, man, you know, building a studio. Um, And I mean, putting a lot of hard work into that thing, you know, and we did enjoy the fruits of our labor. I'm not saying that it was just kind of ended a bit too soon, you know, in the sense of that particular studio. You know, yeah, I think we didn't we didn't quite get the things done we wanted to that were kind of right in front of us and it's right. taking a minute. Right. You know? And but and that's and that's been you know, that's been due to a lot of things, right? Yeah, I mean, right. you know, the whole whatever, virus, whatever they want to call it thing. And uh oh. Oh, oh, did I just did I just well, step up? Yeah, we don't we don't need any of that. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're sorry. Sorry. There's no controversy. There's no controversy. No, no, there's none. There's none. But but, uh, but you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we spent a lot of time, man. I mean, you know, we we put a lot of work into that place and yeah. it sounded great, you know. I mean, some of the tracks that came out of there, man, are just I cried when we closed it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was hard. Hey, man. listen, man, we're all a bunch of criers, man. Chris said he cried when he closed. I, I, I just cry every day thinking about all of it. <laughs> I'm sure you're about ready to cry if we just if I just took you there, son. Don't take me there, bud, no, brother. I won't, man. Um, but uh, anyway, let me see. I'm, what I'm, else do we want to cover? 
Yeah, I I mean, kind of, we've we've talked about Metso. We've got the whole vector thing coming out. Um, him show. Stay tuned. Yeah. Um, I'll be seventy sevens. We're gonna we're gonna keep working towards getting that done. Um, the the safe is milk band. The right. Safe is milk. Uh, there's a whole rack of these songs that are that have emerged. So that stuff is gonna get worked on here in a minute. So and 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 what's cool is right now and Bruce. When are you coming out with your solo record? Well, right. My solo record's going to get done here in a minute. And uh, I mean, seriously, dude. Yeah, no, it's, you, you, no I, I've got, it's, I'm scheduled to do tracking in July. So, okay. Um, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, the, it'll be really good to get, get the doors closed on these other projects because it's going to start kicking these other things into gear. So we've got, I mean, the bottom line is, is that we've got, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, and we'll be hitting you up with it. Yeah, and we, we and you're gonna love it, and you're gonna love it. We appreciate all the fan support. We we created a oh, kind of gosh. A, you know, we we have some kind of patronage model. You know, this was all very ambitious for a minute, and then it just got kind of suspended in in, in suspended animation. So now it's kind of coming down back back down to the street. So you know, if you're out there and you have believed in our vision for a long time, please take us up on the communication. Um, on uh yeah chris is pointing at the camera sorry i'm talking who am i talking to <laughs> yourself okay <laughs> you know, yeah i mean hey take a look at it man if you believed in us uh this yeah i mean check I mean, out the patronage yeah part of the website it'll, the are, it'll give you a story yeah the people that support this this podcast or whatever this thing is this this show vlog the, the youtube vlog that we do you know I, you know what we've been doing and this is uh and and like I say, this has been a departure for about the last month, these things. I think we're going to air a little bit more of the Aaron interview yeah. and um, a couple other things. We've got a little special tribute uh, that Chris uh, wanted to do uh, for a person very close to him. And it's just been an interesting um, opportunity to kind of air our stuff. And uh, the thing that we always wanted to do was to have a lot of finished product and really get moving with it. And we've kind of stretched this thing out uh, with a few things undone, and now we're well. Kind of but I think the thing is finally getting the, the the furnace burning things. You know? Yeah, I think the thing is, you know, we, you know, the thing that we've always been into is really cool music. You know, I mean, nothing more, nothing less. You know, it's like you know, whatever the finished product is. I hate using the word product, you know, but it's like, you know, I think when you put all this work into this stuff, you know, there's a vision, you know, and you want that vision in the best of your ability to go out, you know, given what you're doing, right? I mean, that's the, that's the deal, you know? It's like, you want the vision of whatever it is that you created, you know? I think that's an important thing. And I, you know, if it takes time, it takes time. And, and look, we're sorry if it takes more time than normal. But well, you I know, know there's people still. We're people still not waiting. millionaires, man. You know, we just do what we can do when we can do it. You know, well, I, I think a lot of this got hung up too. like some of the uh, I think the 88 stuff, you know, still didn't get done like the. the well, you know, I think all held up. Yeah, I think that's still being worked on. I mean, I know they're working on it because I've been mixing some of the stuff, you know. Yeah. So it, it's it's weird, you know. It's like it's gonna be great, man. I mean, all this stuff's great stuff, but it's like 
yeah. hey man, Takes you know time. what? We're going to be back to having barbecues and playing music and doing what we got to do. You know, all and I want, Bruce, all gonna jam -cues. We're going to be having some jam -cues Bruce, in, in the near future. Bruce, all I want is a... The future's bright, son. Hey, all I want is a nice Guinness with you. <laughs> yes. Future's bright. Because if you remember, I got, I when you and I were building the studio, when you and I were building the studio, I, it always cracked me up because, you know, neither you or I are beer drinkers, right? You know, I mean, seriously. I mean, we're not like big beer drinkers. Drink beer. But you would, but you would get like a Guinness or, God, what was the name of that? Well, Rasputin. Yeah, or... Rasputin. Oh, well, yeah, that would like knock you out, right? But I mean, you know. We're working hard, man. We're like pounding wood, you know, we're doing all this stuff. And you go, hey, check this out. You know, we have a little bit of Guinness. We're like, dang, that's pretty good. That became <laughs> I, our little culture. I know it did. <laughs> I know right here would be nice to insert a bunch of B-roll of us in the studio. I know. Used to be. I know. But, you know, we'll come up with something at some point. I know. We'll I throw know. it into some video. Um, because I know we have we have a bit of stuff of us messing around in there. Well, anyway, brother, I, 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 we'll end it here. But I love you. I miss you. Um, I miss all of you back there. It's hard, you know. It's it's hard. I've got a mission right now. You know, I've been um, really been studying uh, Ezekiel. Really been studying Acts. You know, and. and um, been a really good thing you know and it's it's enlightened me to a lot of things um but i that doesn't mean i don't miss you nice that's all i'll say all right well we love you mark carmen um thank you everybody for um yes thank you yeah thank you so much <laughs> and, this, and you know this is we don't even know what we're doing so that's, <laughs> i know thanks for thanks for, <laughs> thanks for because we don't pretend that we're totally professional with this. I'm just pretending like some of the other people I see on YouTube. And I, nah, think, nah, I well, think they're just pretending like somebody else. But I think people see the love, you yeah, know, yeah. They, they see the love that we have for each other, you know. And I, I think in the end, man, that's the only commandment that God really asked us to do, you know, is to love one another and really, I mean, truly love one another, you know, in the sense of, Despite our behavior, despite our wickedness, despite our foibles, you know, the fact that we love each other, you know, through everything, that's the most important thing. And we sure do have a gift, man. We've been around one another for a long time. three decades, man. It's <laughs> really special. It's a great, it's a great relationship. I know. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much. We love you. Thanks, Mark. Hey, we'll thanks for hanging out with us, man. All right. All right. We are back. Aaron Smith, micro. And uh, Aaron, you played with Engelbert Humperdinck for a time. Yeah, I did. Was that in Vegas? Uh, yeah, we played Vegas. Uh, we played these gigs that were just like, like fairy tale gigs. Um, what does that mean? It's like, I call them Cinderella gigs. Because it would be in 
foreign countries, Germany, England, a lot in Germany. I don't yeah. know why. I guess Engelbert was big in Germany, I guess. I don't know. But <clears throat> there would be like, it's like playing um, a castle or a big government hall. that had In been, Europe? In Europe that had been wow. built like many centuries ago. Wow. You know, How did you get this gig in the first place? You know, I don't remember. <laughs> I think... <clears throat> Eddie, this guy named Eddie was the musical director. And he just got my number from somebody and he called me and I said, sure, you know, I'll come out and audition. So I went out to his house and auditioned. He, he said, okay, you got the gig and, you know, here's the music. You know, we're going to get you in the road, get you in the thing. We need all of your information and stuff. You need to get your passport. You know, the first gig was in Germany, you know. <clears throat> and uh, we're playing this gig. And, you know, I was killing it. <laughs> and after the show, we go into the bar that's in the hotel, and Engelbert is sitting back in the corner, and uh, we walk in the bar, and Engelbert sees me, he goes, and we sit down at the table, and the guy's going, man, he never does that to anybody. Thank you. Because he's a real asshole. Um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, it was all downhill from there. Because <laughs> we had a real drum kit in Germany. Mm -hmm. But come, I didn't know that there were electronic drums in, oh, the, no. in the States. Because he didn't want any stage sound. You know? Oh, I see. He didn't want any stage sound. The only thing he wanted to hear on stage was his voice. Right. So he had like monitors, side fields here and monitors down here and in-ears. Wow. Just for himself. Um, we all had in-ears and we had our own little mixer, you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but um, this is like what nineteen ninety something. Electronic drums weren't that great then. No, you know they've come a long way right now. But you know they were like you get a sound, you know, and the sound man was was he determined the sound. Right, I couldn't touch anything. Right, I couldn't touch the dials. You know, just sit down and play, and. I think the reason Engelbert liked me the first gig was because I could play dynamics. Yeah. There were no dynamics on this electronic kit. Yeah. You know, you go to do something real soft and the drums uh, disappear, you know. So I had to think differently. So I, I couldn't be that dynamic right. with it. And it just wasn't my, my thing, you know. And I don't know. Uh... We did this tour of London, I mean of England, and uh, while we're on tour, his wife came out, and his daughter was part of the show anyway, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, I had always been told that you know you're fired if Engelbert turns around during the show and does this, like he's got a gun, he points at you, yeah, and um so yeah, he was he was like this guy. 
he would always be inebriated at soundcheck. Soundcheck. We had soundcheck every day when we were on the road in Vegas. Mm -hmm. We'd be in Vegas for a week every day, mm -hmm. and he'd come up with new songs he wanted to do that we wouldn't do that night. Mm -hmm. You know, <clears throat> and uh, he'd always get mad at the sound man. You know, and he, he'd stuff, say stuff like, "My voice is too big for this room." You know. We're having a hard time getting sound in here, you know. And, and during the show, man, he would sometimes like kick monitors over and say the sound man's name and just call him a bu bunch of names. He's no good, you know. Wow. You should never hire this guy, you know. And then the next day, the guy would still be there, you know. <laughs> kind of like Buddy Richard. You're all fired, <laughs> right, and then. Right. And then, and then he's winking at you on stage that <laughs> night because you played a good lick. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we'd be on the bus, you know, and uh, um, I remember going back to the section of the bus where everybody would go every now and then. And um, Engelbert's wife came back there, and she wanted to get something out of the cooler or something. You know, and I'm just talking to her, you know. She asked me where I'm from and you know stuff like that. This maybe like 15 minutes, and mm -hmm. she went back in the, into the main part of the bus, and that was it. It was nothing. And so we're in San Diego. We come back and we're in San Diego, and I want to ask Engelbert something about the show mm -hmm. that I want to get right, you know. And he said, and he goes, "Oh yeah, well, I think you got it, but just a little more of this." And I went, "Oh, that's great." Um, and then it was something like, well, what do you think about it so far? And I said, it was great. And I said, I really had a great time in London. And um, he was going, yeah, that was fine. Because we went out to his house. And he has a pub. He mm -hmm. lives in this village. And the pub is his. Wow. It's in his backyard. And uh, people come, you know, friends come over and they drink for free. Mm -hmm. and it's really nice. And uh, um, something, he asked me something. And I said, oh, yeah. I was talking to your wife back in, in the bus one night. And he says, you were talking to my wife? And I said, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're just having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And uh, think about, well, that was the end of the conversation. I, I didn't think anything of it, mm -hmm. you know. <clears throat> and so we started the show that night. And we're playing the show. And everything was going pretty well, I thought. And he turns around and looks at me and gives me the gun. Oh wow! See, I had—I'd never heard that. The story I heard was the excuse he gave of why he fired you. Oh, I've forgotten that. What is that? <laughs> I hate that I'm going to tell you this yeah, story because I heard story. it from you. Okay. <clears throat> the official story I thought I heard from you—maybe I dreamed it in my sleep—was that. When you had, you went around to try to figure out why you'd been let go, the word was, man, that guy just can't play rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Now, where did you hear that? Um, from Roy Vogt, the bass player. And was that after you'd been fired? Yeah. And that was the reason he gave, right? That's the reason he gave. That's the reason he told Roy and those guys. He didn't tell me anything. Right. You know, he just pointed the gun at me. 
And uh, then when we got home, Andy called me, told me I had been fired. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've <coughs> known more than one person in a high-level pro gig like that that was fired for a similar reason, even though there was nothing done that would have been, in a, you know, inappropriate mm -hmm. or anything beyond just this person's petty insecurity. Mm -hmm. I remember I I knew a girl that worked. For for Madonna during, you know, the truth or dare period. Oh, in fact, yeah? she's even in the movie for a second. Huh. And she was the only one allowed in Madonna's dress room, closest one to her. And this was during the Warren Beatty period. Okay. When Madonna was dating her. And I don't remember all the circumstances except that Madonna had somehow intuited that this girl was going to hit on Warren or talked to Warren or was out for him, none of which was true, furthest thing from the truth. Mm -hmm. But once she got that in her, in her head, that was the end of the gig. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's the downfall of some of these superstar gigs when certain insecurities that these people yeah. have yeah. can really affect the professional environment. <coughs> yeah, he was... But that sounds like he was already, you know on the edge anyway with the, you know, the way he conducted himself, being yeah, inebriated. He was a weird guy. Man. Probably misinterpreted an awful Great lot of it. Great paying gig. That's why people stayed. Yeah, I'll bet. You know, they told me, he said, they told me, they had told me that he had fired Dave Weckl hmm. a couple of years before, you know. They didn't know why. Like, Dave Weckl? Yeah, they didn't know why. But, um, I don't know if that's true or not, but Maybe they were trying to console me or something. Hmm. But, yeah, he's a weird fellow. Well, folks, these are the kind of conversations we have with each other when the cameras aren't rolling. And I thought it'd be nice to feature some of this kind of stuff because uh, much of the time spent in the van, touring or playing, are conversations just like this where you're talking about professional situations, gigs you got, gigs you lost. Mm -hmm. Or the remember when you auditioned for Marty Ballin, you know, one of my oh. idols. And uh, God rest his soul. But uh, there wasn't anything about it other than that you didn't get a call, the decency of a call back. Right. You know, right. whereas usually they'll call and say, you didn't get it, or you didn't get it because you're lousy, or whatever. You know, that would have been better than, yeah. you know, I've heard so many strange things you like know, that. You know, I did that. I, I auditioned for Tower of Power. Back in 2013. Really? <clears throat> yeah. Um, that's when... Uh, was Garibaldi had taken a leave of absence? Or yeah, because that's when he had hip surgery. Oh. He had hip surgery and he was out for about six months. So I, we went out, we go out to, me and Susan go out to L.A. Because, um, well, I was supposed to do this audition at one time at this winery. They planned a gig at a winery out there, but there was not going to be a sound check. Mm -hmm. So we did it like the next day. And we were in L.A. and the winery was right outside of L.A. The next day was in Monterey at the State Fair. Mm. It's five hours away from L.A. So we rent a car and we drive out 
uh, to Monterey, and I do the sound check. And as an audition. Mm-hmm. And well, I who's going to play for him that night? Dave. Okay. And um, so we drive out, and I had two songs to learn, but I'm a big Tower Power fan. Yes, yeah, so you know the tunes. I know the tunes. So we play one tune, played the two tunes I was supposed to know, and then Emilio says, "Got anything else?" And I and I'd say, "Yeah, let's do blah blah blah." And he'd go, "Great." He counted off, and we play that song, and you go, "Got another one?" I said, "Yeah." I told him what it is. He said, "Great." Counted off. Bam. We did like four or five songs, mm-hmm. and um, everything was great. You know. It was so much fun. Rocco was on bass. Yeah. You know, and it was like, and then there was Roger over there. Right, so you already had a friend in there. <laughs> yeah, and Roger got me the audition. Yeah. And, um, man, I just knew, I, I just knew I had it. I just knew I had it, you know. Right. Because it was like silk. Mm-hmm. It was like something, you know, I was just waiting to do, mm-hmm. you know. Right. Uh, I knew all the horn parts, all, I knew all the licks, all right. the patterns that Dave plays and, and stuff like that. And they gave me a set list. I asked them if I could take a set list. They said, oh, yeah. And they went out and they printed me a set list. And they said, we're, we're going to get in contact with you. Nothing. Wow. Well, did Dave come back quicker than, or did they hire someone else? They hired someone else. They hired someone who had been, rightly so, he had been in, Tower of Power during that time when Dave was out of town. Oh, I see. So, yeah, you know, he's, it was all right. But the, my point is that they didn't call me. Oh, I see. I had to call them. Right, yeah. And they well, were, and they're good guys, too. <clears throat> they're good guys, too. And they were all apologetic and stuff like that. But I'm kind of going, you know. You know. They didn't have the. Yeah. What? What? What is that about? Yeah. Know? Well, Did you, know. you, can, you can't you can't call and tell me the same thing you're telling me now when I had to call you. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What was so difficult about that? But uh, Hey, good for them, though, man. It's like, he's back. I got two good friends in the band, because Jerry Cortez, Jerry, I played yeah. with him in Jerry the 70s. Jerry was playing uh, guitar that At day. the time? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. I'm going to have to ask him about that audition. He, 2000. Might, he might know. He might know what went down. Yeah, I don't want to find out. But I'd love to find out. Well, well, you know what? I'll get a hold of him on that. Um, it's 2013. Monterey State Fair. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bring that up. And right after that, man, I was, I was so, I was like jittery and stuff. And Dave, they told me Dave wasn't going to be there. But when I got off stage and we were getting ready to go, Dave was standing in the parking lot. And I was so nervous mm. that I, I couldn't talk to him. I just went. I just went up to him and I said, "Hey, man, thank you," and got back in the car and we drove back to L.A. <laughs> you know? Didn't you interview him for your intersect? I series? did. I had him here. He came here to the house. That's great. I went and picked him up at the hotel. He's very encouraging because I, I did a um, I did a Art Blakey and the Jazz Messengers thing mm-hmm. here in town, and I was telling him about it, and he was going like, "Yeah, you should do it." You know? Yeah, and he was so encouraging that I did it. I put together a sextet and played one gig. It was great. 
Well, just to sum up, so you're, are you playing around much lately? Do you have a current gig that you're doing or anything? That... Um, I, um, I have a drum studio. And during the COVID thing, I kind of dedicated myself to trying to learn Pro Tools a little bit mm -hmm. more, you know, because I couldn't, I, I have a friend that I usually call over to engineer. Right. Uh, so since I couldn't do that, I had to do it. So me and my next door neighbor, Doug Lancio, great guitarist, producer, arranger, uh, we decided to do some tunes together and see how it would mm -hmm. go. You know, try to emulate the song as much as possible. So we chose Sissy Strut by The Meters, uh, People Say by The Meters, I Just Kissed My Baby by The Meters, and I'm a Ram by uh, Al Green. Mm. We finished, we've almost finished three of them, and they turned out great. Cool. But the challenge was for me, because uh, the, uh, the Avid remote doesn't work with Catalina, my operating system. Yeah, that's why I haven't upgraded to it. <laughs> don't. Don't. Well, there's a new one coming. Don't do that one either. Oh, yeah? Because they sent out a, a warning, a, a thing, saying all people who have Focusrite uh, electronics, which I do, I mm -hmm. have two Focusrite DAWs, and Avid, mm -hmm. the next Apple upgrade will not work with it. Yeah. At least they told us, but I don't know why they don't do why they're doing that. Don't upgrade. Well, because they want you to and, use. And, I use Logic, but still. Yeah, and another thing about Apple is you get an external hard drive, and you put your operating system on that hard drive. So if anything ever happens, you can just download your operating system back into your computer. Interesting. I, I had to learn that the hard way. Mm. But <clears throat> so we did these tunes. Uh, I played, and the, the challenge for me was I'd have to turn on, I gave myself a long count of, count of like eight yeah. bars, 12 bars, something. Yeah. I hit record, go back to the drums, wait till the count off, and start playing the tune. Right. Couple, most of the time, start playing the tune by myself. There's no accompaniment. I just had to know the song and, and stuff like that. I'd make a mistake. Right. Because I can't overdub, I gotta come back to the computer, start over again, erase, start over again until I get a tape that I like. Mm -hmm. You know, send the tracks via we transfer over to Doug right next door. He puts on a guitar and a scratch bass, and uh, for for um, Sissy Strut and Just Kiss My Baby, sent the tracks out to Roger Smith. And Daryl Anders. Daryl put on bass. Roger nice. put on keyboards, organ, and keys. <clears throat> John, you know John Painter? You yeah, John Painter. Of course. John and Fleming, they sang background. John played all the horns. Um, and uh, man, it sounded great. It sounded really good. And, and this uh, sounds like it's going to be a killer band. Oh, I don't know if it's going to be a band or not, but the tracks sound really good and cool. we're, we don't know what we're going to do with them but uh i was doing that and i and i play in kevin max's band whenever kevin right. has a gig you know yes yeah. i recall doing that gig with you guys a couple summers ago up in the mountains right 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 california that was nice after that we went up to portland without a bass player 
was but weren't you got you guys tried to get me in that band remember and i just <laughs> i just said no <laughs> <coughs> kevin's a lot of fun we were in orlando on march the third fourth fifth and i remember going to the airport and we saw one person with a mask on and it was a uh, um, Indian guy, uh, East Indian guy, and he had a mask on. And it was like, hmm. you know, we talked about it a little bit. Two days later, we come back to the airport, and we see more masks. And when I got here, Susan went to Orlando to visit her brother. And when she got back, Kroger's, you know, like people had bought all the toilet paper. Oh, right. And she hadn't seen any of that stuff like that. So, um. Um, I, um, I do, I do those gigs with Kevin and every now and then I get another gig that I do I'm playing in church, mm -hmm. playing at church, um, and Kevin are probably the most regular things. You know, I don't, I don't really look forward to, um, I played BB Kings for two years. Uh, wasn't that like a funk band or something like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. We hadn't talked about that in a very long time. And uh, was I, it a weekly, like a Sunday night thing? I can't every remember. Every weekend. Oh, it was every weekend. Uh -huh. And it was pretty. It was good. I mean, I was. Uh, we sometimes we play a wedding during the day and then hustle over to BBs and play like mm -hmm. four sets. You know? Wow. And. Uh, yeah, and then uh, about four months ago, I got a call to come back to BB's, and I, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. You know? I just, just... Just done with it. Yeah, I, I knew that I'd get in there and just regret going back in there. Yeah. And it's something about it, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. You know, I've, I've, I've thought about after this whole lockdown thing is over, you know, I'm going to be 70 years old by the time this is over. You know? Mm -hmm. you know what? You know, so so the recording thing is what I really want to do, mm -hmm. you know, because this is really exciting for me because, you know, I, I have like three drum kits. So I was in there trying to get as close to the sound of the old records as I could, you yeah. know, switching out snare drums, yeah. and bass drums, and cymbals. And man, that was the first time I had done that since I had Pro Tools, you mm. know. And I just set up a drum kit and I'd call my friend, come over to engineer, and people would send me tracks and send them back, and then that was wow. it, you know. But this time, you know, I was the engineer, the drummer, all that stuff. Right. You know? Yeah, it's a drag to do it all, but it, but it's you do learn a lot, and you do learn you're able to perfect it. Yeah. And yeah. shape it the way you want. Right. And nobody's looking over your shoulder. You know? Right. You, so you have all the time you need to get it right. Right, 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 right. So that's what I'm hoping will happen. I don't, I don't, if I got offered a gig, if it was good, I'd probably take it. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I was just, uh, you know, talking with another one of my cohorts about, you know, when's the next tour? And it's like, oh, well, fall. And I'm going, well, this coming fall, he goes, oh, no, next year. And I'm going, yeah. next year? That means I'm out of work for over a year? Mm -hmm. 
So part of why we're doing things like this mm -hmm. is because you have to think outside of the normal way you would normally work. Right. And develop new skills, right. which are good skills to have. Mm -hmm. But we screwed it up. You know, it's like every week, and it isn't usually our fault. It's the technology gets the better of you when you're not working in a medium that you're used to. Right. <clears throat> right. right. A friend of mine warned me. Uh, he said, just get out a phone and hit record. He says, Any, if you marry pro audio and pro video to the internet, he says, just God help you. And I'm saying, well, you know what? We're gonna do. We're gonna do it anyway, because this is how we've done everything we've ever done, mm -hmm. ever. You know, we learned. We recorded albums in bedrooms, as you know. You mm -hmm. were part of that. Mm -hmm. You saw me and Dave sitting there in his mom's sewing room, room, recording things that ended up becoming, you know, really good for us. Mm -hmm. You know, we we recorded you all over the place. We recorded Bruce in numerous garages and places. Finally, now. For the last several years, he and Mark had a studio, and now, you know, he's he's moved it to his house, and it's great. You know, he's got everything set up, and that's where we're doing the live shows. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> but the challenge of of all these new technologies, you know, with the timing of internet traffic, and how do you simulcast to two different, you know, to yeah, YouTube gonna, and Facebook? And, yeah, I have a I have a student, and, and we do Zoom classes. You know, setting that up. You know, yeah. you know, figuring out the mic situation. Right. You know, um, and then uh, I would, I have to because I, I can't, I can't go there and show him how to do something. Right. I have to do a video. Right. And so I get out my my camera, my GoPro, film the lesson, and that's like. That's like doing a, a TV series, you know, because you, yeah. if you, because if you don't script it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm talking to him, okay, you know, I want you to do such and such, and I got it all in my head, but then I make a mistake and I or I leave out a piece, mm -hmm. you know, and then I have to stop it, delete, set the camera back up, you know, start all over again, you know, and and then getting it on YouTube, right? You know. And like you said, the internet traffic, it takes forever to load up right. video, you know? And um, Well, and if you notice, I, I watch a lot of late night TV. I watch all of them. Mm -hmm. And in their moments of weakness, you know, they're not supposed to complain. But you will see them in the course of interviews when, when they're actually just forgetting about who they are and they're actually talking about what it's like to do this compared to walking into a studio where you have dozens of people yeah. all assigned to one task right and now it's you and your wife and your kids <laughs> and jimmy fallon in particular has said more about it he said i've never worked this hard in my life and mm. kelly clarkson said the same thing really seth i watched seth myers last night it's a hundred degrees in the attic of his parents house which is the only place he could find to be quarantined and away from noise to, you know. Show. And there's no air con or air conditioning <clears throat> up there. Wow. And these guys, you know, we're talking about budgets that, you know, you and I don't, don't even have a concept of. Mm -hmm. And and they're all dealing with this. Mm -hmm. and, and all of our problems happen in the last 15 to 30 minutes before we go live. And they all say the same thing. You could spend all day working, getting it ready. And then when it's time to go, Nothing works. Yeah. <laughs>
It's a great. That's right. It's like that nightmare I used to have, man. Where and it, and you're always in it. It's me, you, and Toodle and Jan. And I'm late for the show. I've had this numerous times. And I'm late, and I'm in the back of the crowd, and there's hundreds of teenagers, right? And I'm running, and I'm barefoot, and I got my strap, my old strap, that's mm -hmm. around my neck. And, and then I, or, or they hand me a guitar, the strings are all rusted, and they're out of tune, and you know how I always trim my strings, you know, and the strings are going all over, and I'm going, this is, and I go to play, and it cuts my finger, and it's all rust, uh, and I'm barefoot, and I, uh, my shirt's all torn, holes in my socks. You know, when I have music dreams, when I have music dreams, I never play. What, you, you don't play in the dream? Never. Why is always that? go to play and it and you're prevented from it yeah but you know it's like it's like the drums will be set up and it's time for a sound check or something and I go to the dressing room they will maybe get a coke and then the scene changes and I'm like you I'm, never get to play I'm out in the city somewhere and, oh, no. and I'm trying to find my way back and, oh no but then the, then it's the like scenes, spinal tap <clears throat> the, then the scenes just keep changing and I'm in the jungle or something, you know. <laughs> well, you know what this is like. This is the professional version of the dreams that all boys have all through puberty and, and young adulthood. Is where you're trying to get the girl all night. You're going. You're trying to find a place to be alone, right? And you can't go to the parents' house, right? Right. So you're spending all this time, and no, we got to be. You know, you're trying. You get in a car to, or, and you can't be in there. <laughs> and then you go. You know. You know. What I mean, like something happens. And then you wake up before you're even able to kiss her, <laughs> right. you know. It's like yeah. that. It's like it's exactly. just, you know. Yeah. I never get to play. Never. Well, you know, maybe we need to have a therapy session about this. Yeah. And discuss, you know, maybe what's going on. You know, it's, yeah. That always is some telling you something about yourself. Something, yeah. About how, what you feel like you didn't get or missed. or, You know, for me, it's all, I'm always back in high school. And it's finals week. I dream this. And I walk into the class, you know, when you had different classes you go to. And I walk in and I realize I didn't go the whole semester, which I would never have done in high school. Never did it in college. Never, ever would do this. But as an adult, years later, you know, you haven't, you missed a whole and then this feeling of doom and horror, you know, just washes over you because you realize, I didn't go. Oh, no. And then you wake up, and I'm sweating, and I'm just, you know. Yeah. And I go, that was 40 years ago. I, I have dreams where I, I'm in this environment uh, and expect it to do something that I don't know how to do. Now, have you been having this recently? Uh... Probably. Because that would be very telling. Yeah, probably. Because that's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. I think I had it maybe two or three weeks ago. Maybe I need to have that dream. Why? What? What? what am I doing? I well, can't do this. What? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's do something we both know how to do. And wind this thing up because, you know, this went longer. But thank you so much for... Uh, for being so gracious to give me all this time and, and give our our viewers, your fans, this wonderful interview where I learned a whole lot about you today that I didn't know. I mean, I've heard a lot of these stories, but 
it's the same when I was listening to your Intersect program. Uh-huh. You know, being able to hear a lot more of the detail. Right, right. <clears throat> Did you hear Darius? Not yet. Okay. That's good. Darius is good. What are we doing? Well, I don't know what to do. I don't know if I want to do this one or not. I got you to tune my guitar. Have you been able to see many of your musician friends or even any of your friends in the last how many months? I've seen one person in the last three months. Since March, I've seen one person. You really? Make, you make two. Uh, I'm, I'm number two. You're number two. Great to talk to you. Great to see you again. Good to see you too, Mike. Thanks, Thanks everybody. Bye.
Thank you. Peace. Stay safe out there. Wear your mask. Yes, wash your hands. Wear your mask for me. Don't touch your face. Yes. We love you. Peace out. All right. Well, this has been a really interesting show. It has. This has been a been an interesting month. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> and and really want to thank our participants again. You know who've uh, who've graced us with their presence with these nice interviews and and Zoom calls. And uh, it's good to see Mark. Yeah, it's man. good to have a reprise of Aaron. Yeah, and you know that was great. Yeah, man, Mark, man, that was crazy. Um. So, so we're going to be having a uh, um, a tribute to yeah. a friend of yours. I'm a, a dear friend and arguably one of the most um, important mentors in my musical history. Um, passed away earlier, a few days ago, and um, I just found out about it. And uh, Mr. Dean Rodas, just immensely talented tenor. I mean, he was Pavarotti's understudy on Broadway. So... Guess who did all the matinees? Wow. Dean. Wow. Because Pavarotti don't do matinees. Anyway, it's got a laundry list of accolades, and I got to work with him for a few years, and we worked on my friend Chris Lavanino's rock opera, and then he issued a brilliant compliment on me, saying that people would pay very, very high dollar for my instrument. And he just wished he'd gotten a hold of me ten years earlier. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> so, at any rate, um, he tricked me into doing some things. He got me to work on my instrument more than I ever have before. So, I will dearly miss my friend Dean. And uh, we'll play a little bit of him after this. And cheers to Mr. Rodas and to friends and family who are missing him as well. Let's have one for him. All right. And we will be getting back to, well, we'll be back to a new normal starting uh, on number 64. Man, during all this, just. Mike! Mike stop, stop tuning! tuning. <laughs> See y'all next week. This is absurd. <laughs>